Welcome to Security Mutual Life Insurance Company of New York's SML Planning Minute, where we share concise and thought-provoking financial ideas for individuals, families, and business owners. Security Mutual, the company that cares. Hello, this is Bill Rinaldi with a special edition of Security Mutual's SML Planning Minute. In today's episode, COVID Relief Update, the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021, Part 1. On March 11, 2021, President Biden signed into law the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021, ARPA, fulfilling one of his campaign pledges to provide additional COVID-19 pandemic relief. ARPA provides $1.9 trillion to struggling Americans and businesses and is the second largest relief bill after last year's $2.2 trillion Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, the CARES Act, enacted in March of 2020. Unfortunately, the bill's passage was not a result of the bipartisanship that President Biden also pledged he would work on. Not one Republican member of the Senate or House voted in favor of the law. Nevertheless, the ARPA brings needed relief to the many who were left jobless, furloughed, struggling to pay rent, or otherwise financially and adversely affected by the pandemic. Since the law was just enacted, and there are numerous provisions, additional details will need to wait for future guidance issued by the IRS and Department of Treasury, but here's a summary of some of the key provisions as we understand them today. Number 1. Stimulus Payments You may recall that the first economic impact payment, i.e. stimulus payment, of up to $1,200 to eligible individuals was a result of the CARES Act. At the end of 2020, the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2021, CA Act, was enacted, which provided many adult Americans with an additional stimulus payment of up to $600. That stimulus payment was decried as wholly inadequate and President Biden promised to provide additional stimulus payments to eligible individuals. ARPA officially designates the stimulus payments as 2021 recovery rebates, which are an advance of a 2021 income tax credit. ARPA provides an additional $1,400 per qualifying household member. For example, a married couple with two children may receive up to $5,600. By comparison, that is more than the $3,400 maximum payment from the CARES Act and the $2,400 from the CA Act. There are, however, some major differences in the eligibility for this third round of stimulus payments. Under ARPA, dependents could include children aged 17 and older, including college students aged 23 and younger, as well as elderly or infirm family members living in the household as dependents. For children, under the CARES Act and CA Act, the definition of a dependent child relied upon eligibility for a child tax credit and hence was limited to children under the age of 17. The ARPA payments also have more restrictive adjusted gross income, AGI, limitations. Benefits will phase out quicker than before. For individuals, the phase-out range is $75,000 to $80,000. For a head of household, it is $112,500 to $120,000. For married couples filing jointly, it is $150,000 to $160,000. Contrast that to the phase-out limits under the CARES Act and the CA Act of 2021, respectively. For individuals, 
it was $99,000 and $87,000. For head of household, it was $136,500 and then $124,500. And for married filing jointly, it was $198,000 and then $174,000. As you can see, each round of stimulus payments has resulted in tightened qualifications to target relief to individuals and families with lower incomes. To determine eligibility, the IRS will look at the most recently filed income tax return. For many, that will be the 2019 return. However, since the pandemic started in 2020, many who were adversely affected may have less income in 2020. That may be important to meet the phase-out limits. In that case, quickly filing a 2020 income tax return may be beneficial, but at this point, it is difficult to predict when stimulus payments will actually be made, although the Biden administration has stated that payments could start in a matter of a few days. If the 2020 income tax return is not filed in time for the stimulus payment, that simply means you'll have to wait until later this year to receive the correct amount because ARPA authorizes the IRS to make corrections based upon the 2020 income tax return. If you would qualify under your 2019 income tax return, but not under your 2020 income tax return, you may be better off waiting to file the 2020 return. The stimulus payment is not considered taxable income, and the ARPA specifically forbids the IRS to take back any payments made, i.e. clawback. For those who continue to financially struggle into 2021, but don't qualify to receive the full stimulus payment based upon past income data, you might still be able to get the stimulus payment when you file your 2021 income tax return next year. Remember that the ARPA stimulus payment is really an advance of an income tax credit for 2021. Number two, child tax credit. Prior to ARPA, the maximum child tax credit was $2,000 the so-called Standard Child Tax Credit. ARPA provides an increase of the maximum amount of the child tax credit from $2,000 to $3,000 per qualifying child. In addition, the maximum credit is further increased to $3,600 per qualifying child under the age of 6 as of December 31, 2021, the so-called Enhanced Child Tax Credit. However, the AGI phase-out ranges for this enhanced child tax credit are significantly reduced. The phase-out for the standard child tax credit begins at $400,000 for married filing jointly and $200,000 for single. For every $1,000 over the phase-out limit, the credit is reduced by $50. The phase-out for the enhanced child tax credit begins at $150,000 for filing jointly and $75,000 for single. For every $1,000 over the phase-out limit, the credit is reduced by $50. The child tax credit typically applies to children ages 16 and under as of the end of the year. ARPA temporarily increases the age to 17 and under for 2021. Prior to the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017, TCJA, the child tax credit was a non-refundable credit. The TCGA increased the credit from $1,000 to $2,000 and made up to $1,400 of that amount refundable. ARPA makes the full child tax credit for 2021 refundable. That's an important difference 
because if the credit makes the total tax liability negative for the year, the remaining credit is refunded to the taxpayer. This provision is expected to positively impact many families with young children. In addition, ARPA requires that the IRS pay 50% of the estimated child tax credit amount in the second half of 2021 using the tax data from 2020. If the advance exceeds the actual child tax credit amount, in some situations, the excess is subject to clawback on the 2021 income tax return. Further guidance will be required from the IRS. As you can see, all of these changes made by ARPA can make calculating the child tax credit a complicated exercise. Number three, child and dependent care tax credit. Working parents with young children will receive more benefits from ARPA due to changes made to the child and dependent care tax credit for 2021. This is a credit for dependent care expenses enabling the parent to continue working. Prior to ARPA, the credit was calculated using a maximum of $3,000 of qualified expenses, for example, daycare, for one qualifying child, i.e., those under age 13 for the entire year, and $6,000 of expenses for two or more qualifying children. Taxpayers with dependents who are physically or mentally incapable of caring for themselves may also qualify for this credit. ARPA increased the maximum amount of expenses that can be used to $8,000 and $16,000 depending upon one or more than one qualifying dependents. The law also changed the AGI limitations before the credit is phased out and the method for calculating the credit, making this credit available to many more American families with young children or other qualifying dependents. The changes will also impact high-income families negatively, i.e. over $400,000 in AGI. Whereas in the past, they may have been eligible for a portion of the credit, they may no longer be in 2021 and will phase out more quickly. This concludes Part 1 of our summary of the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021. Tune in for Part 2 next week. This podcast is brought to you by Security Mutual Life Insurance Company of New York, the company that cares. The content provided is intended for educational and informational purposes only. Information is provided in good faith. However, the company makes no representation or warranty of any kind regarding the accuracy, reliability, or completeness of the information. To help reach your goals, you need a skilled professional by your side. Contact your local Security Mutual Life Insurance Advisor today. As part of the planning process, he or she will coordinate with your other advisors as needed to help you achieve your financial goals and objectives. For more information, visit us at smlny.com smlpodcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, tell your friends about it. And be sure to give us a five-star review. And check us out on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next time. The applicability of any strategy discussed is dependent upon the particular facts and circumstances. Results may vary, and products and services discussed may not be appropriate for all situations. Each person's needs, objectives, and financial circumstances are different and must be reviewed and analyzed independently.
We encourage individuals to seek personalized advice from a qualified Security Mutual Life Insurance Advisor regarding their personal needs, objectives, and financial circumstances. Insurance products are issued by Security Mutual Life Insurance Company of New York, Binghamton, New York. Product availability and features may vary by state.